Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Come California, man. Oh, my God, man. Thank you so much on a football Friday. We appreciate everybody coming aboard. Holy cow. Cilio canceled? Yeah, well, that's been a... That's been a theme in the past, so we appreciate it. Hang on here. Hang on here. We want Dan. We want Dan. Oh, my God almighty. Thank you guys so much for being patient, man. I live in an absolutely horrific state when it comes to putting these shows on, man. Hey, Gavin Newsom, kiss my ass. Merry Christmas. Holy cow, man. Wait a minute. Come on, Sills. You're embarrassing Jacob Meany. <laughs> I know Meryl Reese is coming on at the bottom of the hour. Holy cow. Due to lightning? Come on, man. Holy. Hey, this is so Philly here. This is so Philly here. Okay? What's this? Hey, don't make me come here and you're not here, guy. We don't, we don't, we don't, we don't, we don't do that here. Washington carjackers. Kami Cali, Dan Cilio, I know. Been to Oceanfront Condo for sale in Pompano Beach. Thank you. I need to move there. Holy cow, man. You got, hey, I love it too, man. Everybody's, where the fuck are you, man? I'm like, hey, Xander's laughing at me too, by the way. He's laughing at me going, Jesus, man. And he, him and Big Joe go like this. You live in that state. Why? And I'm like, I know, man, right? Hey, first and foremost, guys, may I do this? Can we start it out before we get into a football Friday? Guys, this weekend, one of the greatest football games in the history of football is going to be played. I got to tell you something about this. My great friends at USAA sent this. And... I used to think Army-Navy was the worst college football game on the planet. I did until I went to the game. And I realized what that game meant. And how those people who are, without a doubt, serving our country, the greatest people of all time. And I was there for the March and it was just spectacular. It's one of the greatest events I've been to. And by the way, I was in Philadelphia for it. Eastside Monster, it is history. I got a chance to meet Pete Dawkins and Roger Stallback and all the people that were involved. I, I got to watch the game with the Secretary of the Navy. I'm sitting in the booth there. I met Congressional Medal of Honor winners. It's one of the greatest games. And by the way, guys... You put a spectacular game on in Philly. I know it's on the Intrepid Radio Row this year, and they're going to have it in New York because of 9-11. But, man, when that gets back to its normal Baltimore and Philadelphia, you know, going back and forth, that game is spectacular. I love everything about it, the pageantry of it. 
It is clearly one of my favorite sporting events of the year. I'll tell you this. I'm going to make a point to you guys. I actually like going to Army-Navy more than I like going to the Super Bowl for Super Bowl week. I really do. I do, man. All right. Guys, you know how it works. And, yeah, big seals. Okay. Little late to the party here. Let me throw this at you here, guys. Listen, please hit the like button. You have been sensational. You know, ever since we got, we, we've asked you to do this, you guys have been just over the top awesome. Thank you so much. I mean, the shows are just blowing up. The like button, you guys have just pounded it, especially on football Mondays and Fridays. They've been absolutely sensational. As some of you have already said, Merrill Reese, the voice of the Eagles, will join us at the bottom of the hour. I've got a couple topics here. Before we get to Merrill, and I want to get to him, and then we will get to all your responses. Formerly known as JoJo, wants to know Dallas or Washington. That's going to be on the agenda, my friend. Here we go. Let me ask you this question. Okay, and as you guys know, and I've been telling you this, and I lean on many of you guys to give us the insight here on how this football team has been run the last couple of years. Let's just say since they won the Super Bowl in 17. Tell me exactly how much influence you think Howie Roseman has on the day-to-day play calling that goes on on Sundays. How involved do you think he is? Marginally? Is he involved in actually constructing the plays? Is he involved in the formula of how they're going to attack? Does he make it clear he wants to see more of a passing game than versus a running game, and that's why they struggled at the beginning of the year? Exactly how much do you feel? How about this? What's the narrative? I think maybe that's the better angle. What's the narrative of Howie's involvement in the game plan on Sundays? How involved? I don't it, – it, I find it hard to believe that a general manager has any input at all. But give me, give me your thoughts on how you think he's involved or do you think he's involved? Because I told you this, one of the things that I had a problem with, and I, this is going to stick in my crawl all year long until the end of the season here. That New York Giants game is going to kill this team, I think, in the end. I think you're going to miss the playoffs by a game because of that Giants game. And you had been running the ball so successfully, all of a sudden they start throwing the ball. What did they throw in that game, 31 times? Why? What was the point of that? And then you watch what they did in New England on Monday night, and you're like, man, that's what we need to be every freaking day. Why would they get away from that makeup and that identity? How much of an input and impact do you think he has? I'm going to read your comments. So hang in there before you guys post them. Hang in there. I also have another one. Sirianni has done a pretty decent job this year. He's done a pretty decent job this year. Would we all agree? Okay. The team's better. We said that yesterday than it was a year ago. Now it's a little unfair. Injuries and all. You know, Wentz was a train wreck last year at the end. He was throwing the trash cans. Doug Peterson and Howie were fighting, trying to determine what the direction of the football team was. 
How do you think his assistant coaches have done? Are you impressed with Nick Sirianni's assistant coaches? Has that coaching staff been an upgrade? You know, we have not asked that question. Has this coaching staff been an upgrade from Doug Peterson's staff? Okay? Has it been an upgrade? If you want to go scale of 1 to 10, I'd love to hear that. How do you look at the way that his staff has handled this football team this year? Another one. Final one. At the end of the day, let's have a little fun here, and I'll keep. We'll we'll work these three in. And plus, it's a football Friday. At the end of the day, who do you think will have that that ability to say he had the better career when everything is said and done? Carson Wentz or Jalen Hurts? Boy, I'll tell you, I think there's more upside with Hurts. I think what you see with Wentz, that's Wentz. Wentz needs more coaching, don't you think, than what Jalen does? Or do you think it's reverse? Carson Wentz, to me, he is who he is. Is that fair? Jalen, we're still trying to figure that out. Okay? We're still trying to figure this out, correct? All right. So your three topics. How much impact is how we have on this offense on game day? Not Thursdays, not Tuesdays. How much? Give me what you think this coaching staff has. Has it been an upgrade from Doug Peterson a year ago? Are you impressed with Sirianni's staff and his assistants? And a little bit on Hurts and and Wentz. I'd like to know who you think at the end of the day is going to be a better quarterback when everything is said and done and their resumes are completed. I actually think maybe Jalen Hurts is going to have a better resume. All right. If you guys are new to the program, we love that fact. Please hit the like button. I go over to all of our friends here. You guys are our friends. It's like the Big Sills Army here. You guys bring content. I got a boatload of stuff. As I said, Merrill Reese at the bottom of the hour here. We got a lot of questions for Merrill here. So all you do is add in. We respond and we hit it up here, man. So let's go. Oh, Cole. More invested in Wentz. So he'll be allowed more time. That's a great point. Money, right? Timothy says probably hurts when it comes to the end of the day when you're talking about who will have a better career, who will have a career that's filled with more winning. Timothy Walker, he needs a stud quarterback coach. Okay. Paul says Howie has big say. Howie also has a money ball team. And, okay, with $50 million under the salary cap, Paul, I hear you. So you think he really does have a big say in game day plays? Wow. Eastside Monster says, hey, Jermaine, appreciate you coming aboard. Rager catches one of those two balls at the end of the Giant game. This conversation is completely different. I agree with you. Eastside Monster, that game, I think it's going to end up killing the Eagles in the end. Andrew says, Hurts versus Wentz. What do you think? I ha- <laughs> Andrew, it's conversation, my friend. See, that's the guy that sits here and goes like this at the dinner table on Christmas. Cilio, oh, 
Siriana play calling is inconsistent. Boy, Carl, man, isn't that isn't that the truth? Situational play calling. He's still, he is still like struggling with that a little bit. Okay. Shakur says big seals of Hertz can develop. Throwing the football more consistently and accurately, I think he could be something special in Philadelphia. I agree with you. Fourth time, hard to say till Hertz has some reliable receivers. That's a or or how about this? Time until we see these guys develop a little bit better, get a little bit more game experience, right? Right? Jermaine. Wentz had one bad year in Philly. True. Hey, know this. With my boy Xander, man, he, he's hard, too, on Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson has a sorry-ass year this year. Comes off a 12-4 and four season, and Xander's like this. The guy's toast, man. He sucks. I'm like, wait on. This would be his first losing season in 10 years. Oh, yeah, he sucks. He's no good. I'm like, wait a minute here. I don't think Russell Wilson sucks. Nick, appreciate you coming aboard. Thank you, man. Coaching is no better, no worse, just different. Alexander says that the difference between last year's staff and this year's staff. Yeah, that's, a, that's actually a great point. What is the difference between what Sirianni was doing and what Doug was doing? Fagazi, I like it. I done. <laughs> what is the difference? Is there one difference between last year's coaching staff and this year's coaching staff? I think I'm going to ask Merrill that question. What? The team is healthier. Let's, yeah, but let's let's do the. Isn't there a better vibe? Doug won a Super Bowl, man. How could you not have a great vibe in the building with Doug Peterson? Doug Peterson's a hell of a coach. Goomba, thank you. Formerly known as JoJo, Minchu showed us that you have to have receivers. Absolutely. Hertz needs more time. Give him another year. Man. Okay. Alexander says, still a shit show. I hope you're not talking about us. <laughs> ah, Andrew, the difference is the offensive line. Health, right? Health is what you're saying there. And the development of Malata. Malata wasn't this good last year, right? Can't hate on Doug. Man, I love Doug Peterson. Working on getting him on, too. Washington carjackers. Doug wasn't running the locker room. Hmm. Patience in charge. They were in charge of the mental asylum, which is what he's saying, that the inmates were running the asylum inside the locker room, and I have to agree with that. James says Wentz lost the locker room. Huh. So how about this, guys? That brings a great point up. Hey, Xander, I want to I make a point off of James there. Wentz lost our locker room last year. How important is it for the quarterback and the head coach to be on the same page so that he could convey his message that he's trying to get across to his players that the quarterback is the mouthpiece. And I'm going to give you an example of that. 
one of the reasons why I think Greg Popovich is failing in San Antonio and not having the same type of success, there's no Tim Duncan in the room. Tim Duncan was kind of like the buffer, right? Remember that crap that Popovich would always have? Ah, your, your ego's at the door. And Duncan was the guy that was doing this. Guys, this is what he means, right? This is what he means. And Doug lost that because you know why? The locker room was lost because Wentz started playing poorly and there were people that were still in love with Foles and bowing down to the statue of Nick Foles, lighting incense and shit. Hertz was the next available guy, so they elevated him into being a pseudo-type no, Foles, right? And that's how he lost the locker room. Wentz lost the locker room last year because of poor play. Oh, JoJo, multiple. He'll be a multiple all-pro. Hertz was here before Sirianni. I know. Last year ended on a low note. There's no question. You guys gave up in that. You guys gave up in that Washington game. Not the players or the fans. The organization quit. Anthony says, if Jonathan Gannon keeps getting torched, talking about his assistant coach is one of the topics. How are these assistant coaches compared to a year ago? Are you impressed with them? It takes away the running game. It makes Hurts throw in to have to win games. That's not going to cut it. Absolutely. You keep, you keep having – yeah, but you know what, guys? I think Jonathan Gannon's defense – it's only given up over the last six games, 17.7 points. You think that's shitty? I don't. We got to be fair to this here. He's given less than 20 points up in that defense the last six games. They're one of the better defensive groups. I don't know. I don't know if you could put a – I don't know if you can say that that's poor defense. Points allowed, there's – I think if I remember right, I think they're tied for seventh. That's pretty good, man. Right? Crap teams, Alexander says. I expect Hurts to go off versus Washington. It's in his DNA. Old Cole believes in him, man. Tone, Gannon's getting better. I, 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 think he's, I think the entire coaching staff is getting better, actually. I really do. I think the entire coaching staff. Judson says this, Wentz has the definition of a late bloomer. You think because he came out of North Dakota State? He still has much to learn about leading men. You know, you, you know, you know what, Judson? I think that that's a great take because you know why? When you're at North Dakota State and you're playing against nobody and there's no expectations on you in a shitty conference like that and on a program where you're killing everybody. I mean, I didn't even know who North Dakota State was, honestly. I just learned a couple years ago they're the Bisons and they play in some off-conference that I've never heard of. I mean, I don't even know if there's another pro guy on that team when Wentz was playing with them. I have no idea. JoJo says the Eagles will finish 9-8. and eight. Really? Big Chris says a Christian quarterback doesn't get respect in, the locker, in a woke locker room. You think the Eagles have a woke locker room? I never looked at it like that. There's no such thing as woke locker rooms, guys. There's so many different personalities in a professional locker room. 
things are said in a locker room or in a huddle, you'd be shocked. Woke? I don't know about woke. Hey, Big Sills, you still owe me four minutes after. <laughs> I ain't forgot. Oh, okay. I owe you six minutes. <laughs> you owe us six, probably four minutes. All right. <laughs> I do owe you guys four minutes, man. You know why I owe you guys four minutes? Because you put your faith in me to come here every day. And it's appreciated. And I totally love the fact that you guys, I look, this is one of the highlights of my day, man. I have very few highlights in my life left. I'm an old turd now. I'm washed up. This is one of my highlights, man. I'm totally falling in love with this stuff. You know, really am. Hertz will be playing for another team in two years. Carl, really? Really? Like it, man. Bro, the putting of the slogans on the helmets. The league is woke. Yeah, Chris, the league is – wait a minute, Chris. Thank you, Eastside Monster. I appreciate you, man. Thank you. Alexander, you. Wait a minute, though. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Put that big Chris thing up there, Xander. Bro, putting slogans on the helmets in the league is woke. Hang on for a minute. Guys, you're not really buying into that shit, are you? You're not buying that. Do you remember when Drew Brees started barking about Colin Kaepernick and how he would never take a knee? I got to whisper this because I don't want anybody to know the true secrets except for you guys. Hang on, hang on here. Fake woke. That's right, Eastside Monster. Check it out. Remember when they said, oh, my God, the league came out. We support all of the causes that are going on. Colin Kaepernick may have been right. Oh, my God. They were calling Drew Brees a racist, remember? Drew Brees has done more for that Louisiana state and that New Orleans community than any other person in that area, including the Manning family. And they were calling him a racist, right? Remember he had a backtrack? It made Colin Kaepernick relevant again? Well, what happened? Can somebody tell me something? Did, um, hang on. Did Colin Kaepernick get a workout from any NFL team? There's 32 of them. Just checking. Did he get a contract offer? Uh, that'd be no. Uh, you know what they were doing? They were telling all the sheep exactly what they wanted to hear. You see all those people that follow the woke folks? They're sheep. Just like that um, juicy Smollier or Smolliet kid. Did you see MSNBC what they posted? This is what makes it tough when hate crimes exist. <laughs> like they, nobody cares about the truth. The NFL, they have their own truth. They don't care. They're going to tell you what you want to hear and do what they want. That one team has given that dude a tryout and never will. He was never going to play in the league again. They gave him 20 million bucks to go away. You think some team was going to give him a tryout? That's a charade, man. The league will do this. Well, we stand for everybody, man. The league turns around and goes, 
Yeah, all 32 owners are conservative, okay? Tell them what they want to hear, and we'll do what we want. That's what the NFL does. Hey, Shane, I'm sorry, man. I didn't mean to hurt your feelings, but we're speaking the truth here. The NFL will tell you to your face this. Yes. Social injustice. We stand for everybody. Everybody. Yes. <laughs> yes. Then they go, fuck that guy. He ain't getting a workout. <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's. Let, let's change gears. I want to get out of that because it makes my stomach turn. We got Merrill Reese coming up, guys. I can't wait to talk to the legendary voice of the Eagles. We'll do that next. Please hit the like button. Bang on that baby here on a football Friday. You keep it right here on the National Football Show. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass, free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. Glasses for cocktails, right? It's for this, 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 and that. Is the length of the glass equal to your... You betcha. But is it made out of... Glass? Okay, but is the rip... Smooth? Will you stop doing... That? I'm the professional here. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. All from the company that's highly awarded. Zero cars, zero sugar, and deliciously tasting vodka. So good, it just disappears. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. When it comes to the fight against insurance companies, large corporations, and the healthcare industry, injured victims are always the underdog. But that doesn't worry us. At Messon Associates, we're an injury law firm from Philadelphia, and we come to fight. Our clients know that they've got representation with a chip on its shoulder. And it's the same chip that makes Philly the toughest city in the country. Call 215-568-3500 or visit us online at messalaw.com. Mesa and Associates, the toughest injury firm in Philadelphia. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com.
Welcome back. National Football Show. It's your boy, Dan Cilio. You know, we had a fun topic yesterday also. We were talking about Mount Rushmore of Philadelphia sports stars. Okay, I have Schmidt, Bednarik, Iverson, and Kelsey. I wonder how people will look at that. And I'm going to ask I'm going to ask Merrill Reese that question too. I mean, is Kelsey on that Mount Rushmore of legends that have performed in Philadelphia? Bobby Clark's got to be on that list too. Do you take Iverson off and put Clark there? Maybe I do. Okay, so okay, Schmidt, Bednarik, Clark, Kelsey. You know, is 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 that kind of the room? Because I'll tell you something, I'm falling in love with that guy. Bob, I know, man. Dr. J283 title, right? Wilton 67. The Dipper's a Philly legend, isn't he, man? He was a high school dude that was a superstar track guy, too. Julius Urban, you think he's got to be on that? I can't wait to talk to Merrill about that. He's covered Philadelphia sports for over 50 years. So, I mean, Kelsey, though, has he, he's put himself in really some different category because I want to tell you guys something about this, too. You know, centers, there's not a lot of centers that are in the National Football League Hall of Fame. Penn Stone, you know what, man? Kobe, Kobe's mentality is Philadelphia. That's what I think Mamba mentality means. Man, Brian Dawkins is such a great, great legendary football player. Reggie White, God, you guys have had so many great. Bill Bill Berge, too. All them dudes, man, that performed. I mean, where's... I mean, I, I know we talk about Jaws, too, all the time, too. Jaws is a centerpiece in Philadelphia sports. He is. He's a centerpiece, man. I mean, you think of Philadelphia, you think of Ron Jaworski, too. You know what I mean? I mean, Randall Cunningham and all these great football players that have played at that organization, man. Great hockey guys, too. Bernie Perrant. You know what I mean? Bernie Perrant. He was also a fixture for those flyer teams back in the day. Dude, Bart Hopkins. Hey, Joe Frazier. You want to start throwing Philadelphia boxers in the conversation? How about Joe, man? Smoking Joe made Philly his home after moving from the south up to Philadelphia. is where he lived all the way until the day he died. Mike Mamola. <laughs> oh, man. You talk about a dude from the past that was a total turd. <laughs> oh man right I think that was that was just absolutely you know a great sign when I saw that Kelsey has been named the Eagles uh, Walter Payton man of the year man that's a great award that you can win it's it's a prestigious award it's, a, it's an award of character like that guy will go down in my opinion as one of your greatest football players uh, Tommy McDonald, he's in that category kind of stuff, man. Jalen Rager, okay. Now, hey, now I know it's a football Friday, right? Now I know it's a football Friday. We're going to get to Merrill Reese here in a second. We appreciate everybody coming aboard. Do me a favor, guys. Please hit the like button. You guys have been great. First segment, people are telling me, oh, you guys, four minutes already. All right. So, hey, please hit that like button. Thank you again. We really appreciate it. You know, but again, from last year to this year, I'm going to ask Merrill this question right out of the gate. What's been the difference? 
And again, not throwing shade on any of this. Remember something. You know the one thing that Doug can always hang his hat on, Doug Peterson? Doug won a Super Bowl, man. He owes no excuses to anybody. This guy delivered something that no coach has ever delivered in the Super Bowl era in Philadelphia. That was a Super Bowl championship. He'll always have that. That's on his resume until he's dead. And past the time he's dead. That's that's his resume. He doesn't know anything. However, the last two years have been have been an exercise at best, correct? They've been an exercise. So, okay, what's been the difference? Does it just seem a little bit different when it comes to the, the communication? Doesn't it look like everybody's just totally on the same page here? It really does. All right, guys, without further ado, it is the holiday season, and he was so kind enough to do this for me on the bye week, and I so love Merrill Reese, and he joins us now here and on a football Friday. Merrill, I'm going to throw this at you here. We're going to start this bad puppy off. You ready? I okay. came I came up with um, the Mount Rushmore of Philadelphia Eagle and Sixers and Flyers and Philly Stars on who should be on this Mount Rushmore. I've got, okay, I put on Schmidt, Bednarik, Bobby Clark, and does Jason Kelsey deserve to be on that? Yes. Yes. I would put Jason Kelsey on there. He's the best center. He's the best center that this team has had since Chuck Bednarik. Wow. So of all the great superstar athletes, and you know what was so cool to see, Merrill, that he was able to get, you know, the Walter Payton Award for the Philadelphia Eagles. Then there'll be the, the national guy at the end. What, what has made him so endearing to the Eagle fans, you think? Uh, the fact that that he's tough. Probably uh, Nick Sirianni said he's the toughest guy he has ever met. I mean, you take him out of a game and he's totally banged up and he can hardly drag himself to the sideline. And they take him back to the locker room. And miraculously, the next time you blink, you can see him lining up behind the ball and ready to go again. He's amazing. And he never makes excuses. He uh, he takes the losses hard. He fights. And he's somebody who doesn't just do his job, but he, he blocks an extra man, takes out two men on a block. He's uh, just a great, great football player. He's tough. You just can't keep him out of the lineup. Merrill, uh, let's go back from last year to this year, and I want to ask you something here. And, again, not throwing any kind of shade on Doug Peterson. I'm not doing that at all. But what has been the difference, you think, from a year ago to today when you look at the team? And would you say is the team better than it was a year ago today? And what's been that difference in your opinion? Well, I'll give you one thing. The biggest difference is the fact that last time, last year, you had 14 different offensive line combinations. Right now, even though the guards who started the season are out, uh, that offensive line is anchored by Jason Kelsey and Lane Johnson, the right tackle, and the left tackle, Jordan Mailata, who is a mountain of a man and a great player, and next to him is Landon Dickerson. So you're talking about over 700 pounds of muscle on the left side of that offensive line. I think the offensive line has made the biggest difference. 
You, you, you know, Merrill, I, I've been saying this about that left side of that offensive line with Dickerson and Milata. They were, it's starting to remind me of Shell and Upshaw when they had those great offensive line with the Raiders, you know. And when you can get stability like that, that is really a great formula to build around. And I say this to you too, Merrill. I think the Eagles are in such a great place. And let me throw it out at you. Not only do they have an opportunity to run the table here and potentially make the playoffs, you're going to be $50 million under the salary cap going into next year. You're going to have 11 draft choices, three first-rounders. They're positioned, they're positioned very well right now for the future of the Eagles. you agree? I do agree. I, I really do agree. In fact, the week from Sunday, the Eagles in Washington, uh, that to me is the most critical game they have played in a long time. If the Eagles can beat Washington next Sunday, they are right in the mix for a wild card spot. But that's a big if. That's a big if. That's a tough, tough game. And they need everybody to play well. They need Jalen Hurts to return and be strong and play at his best. They need the wide receivers to do their job. Uh, they've got a great tight end. I want to tell you something. I mean, we know how good Devontae Smith is. But at tight end, they have Dallas Goddard. And and he is a force. He's he's going to be a pro bowl. He should be a pro bowl uh, tight end this year. That's how good he is, Stan. You know, let me throw this at you, too. I think the job that Howie Roseman, and I know a lot of people are going to go like this. They're probably going to just, they're probably going to throw shade at me here when I say this, but so you go get Gardner Minshew, you make a deal for Darius Slay, you've got salary cap space, you've got 11 draft choices. Hey, as much as we sit here and say that Howie Roseman takes a lot of heat, he's done a well of a job at actually putting this team, as we just said, in a position where the future looks bright, and you're doing it on the fly where you're trying to contend. Is that a fair statement? I think it's a fair statement. I think he's had a heck of a draft. When you think of Devontae Smith in the first round, and you think of Landon Dickerson, who teams might have backed off taking in the first round because of his injury pass, and and you talk about the other people that they've vetted. Uh, Kenneth Gainwell has been pretty good. Milton Williams is pretty good. Uh, Zach McPherson is playing now. I mean, this this is a great, this is an excellent draft class. Now, Slay came last year and didn't have a lot of success, but the pass rush wasn't there. There were a lot of mitigating circumstances. But Slay is having a Pro Bowl season. Slay has four turnovers so far and three interceptions, and he's a leader on that defense. He's been great. He really has been. Let's go over here in this one, too, here. Gardner Minshew, um, you know, a lot of fans, there was, you know, you know as you know, Merrill, the most popular player on any team is the backup quarterback. Yep. You, you, you mean, you know, he, he's the savior of saviors and all, but just give me a sense of what you thought and what you saw his play against the Jets. Well, he did an excellent job. There's no doubt about that. I mean, he had a quarterback rating in the 130s, and he, he completed 80% of his passes, so he played very, very well. There's nothing bad you could say about Gardner, Gardner Minshew and what he did. He had an excellent game. You have to temper it though, Dan, by saying it was the New York Jets. Uh, and they were absolutely terrible defensively. There was a lot of cushion, but you can't blame him. All he did was take advantage of what was there. But he he did an excellent job. You know, the chest bumping, I thought I was watching Pete Mitchell from uh, Top Gun. I mean, this guy comes in with his, like, fighter pilot jacket on. He's yeah. got the shades on. He's quite a character, isn't he? Yeah, he apparently he is. Uh, I, I said apparently because... I haven't met a player who's been here for the who who came in 
during the last two years because we're still not allowed in the building and we're not traveling with the team. So I, it's. I, uh, Meryl, how does that how does that affect you? I mean, you know, because you're so close to the team, and as you said in the past, you know, you've covered the team for over fifty years. I mean, how has that been different for you in your preparation when it comes to calling a game and studying on the team? Because before you could look the players in the face, talking to Seth Joyner or talking to a Jason Kelsey, you could look these guys and have a great personal relationship. How has that affected the way you've prepared for the games? That that's everything that you just said. Uh, there's no personal contact. So I know the guys who came in prior to last year. I still know them well. And I, 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 I will be at uh, media conferences out the outside under a tent where there's maybe 50 people under the tent uh, firing questions at a player. So I'll see that. Uh, but I'm not on the plane. And there's no and, and that's the same for everybody throughout the league, really. And it's understandable because the league is doing everything they can to keep the games going on and keep teams from being ravaged by this this horrible pandemic. You have to miss going into those places or, or here, I know this. I do not like to travel. Okay. I don't like to get on airplanes. However, you know, I, I would think for somebody that's, you know, been in a love affair with that football team, that is such a civic pride for the city of Philadelphia, that that's something that you probably miss a lot. Isn't it just being around the fellas? I do. I do. I enjoyed the trips. No doubt, being on the plane and staying in their hotels and the contact that you have along the way. But I understand it. It's just a fact of life. So we do the – although the, the last two games against the Giants and the Jets, uh, we, we drove up to the uh, MetLife Stadium and we did the games live and in person. Otherwise, uh, when they're on the road, it's, it's all doing going back to our broadcast booth at Lincoln Financial Field looking out the window into vast emptiness and calling it off the big screen. And that's it. <laughs> but uh, look, that's, that's part of the job and that's the way it's doing. That's the way we do it this year. So you adapt to it. The only thing that happened, Daniel, I don't know if I mentioned this to you the last time I was on the first Dallas game and we're, we're on real time and we're getting the real crowd noise in our headset. So it's a satellite feed. So Dak Prescott goes back and I say, Prescott goes back. And he cocks the arm, and I said, he's looking. And at that exact second, the satellite picture froze. And I'm going, he's looking, he's looking, he's still looking. And, and finally, finally, the picture started to move again. And I said, boy, did he get great protection. <laughs> Only you could do that, Merrill. That's absolutely Okay, so Merrill Reese, it's Dallas and Washington this weekend. Who are you rooting for? <laughs> oh, uh, listen, you you know how Eagles fans have always been about Dallas. But in this case, uh, for the good of the team, I think it would benefit the Eagles for Dallas to beat Washington. Strictly nothing personal, just mathematical. The fact that the, the Cowboys would have to have a complete collapse not to win the NFC East. Um, the, the Eagles could really benefit if Washington loses. Oh, absolutely, Merrill. I think, get this, they're talking Tony Pollard might not even go this weekend. Zeke's banged up, too. I think Washington's going to beat them this weekend, and that means that Washington will be a game behind, and then we get Washington on the other side of that. This thing could get a little bit tighter as the injuries start to pile up for the Cowboys a little bit here. It could be interesting. My only regret is that it that giant game may cost the Eagles. couple last questions for you. The assistant coaches – 
How impressed have you been with them? Because it's been a contentious year. A lot of fans are going, Jonathan Gannon, and I'll throw a stat at you too here, Merrill. Over the last six games, they are the number one rushing attack in the NFL. They're number two in point score, 29-7. They are number seven and giving up 17.7 points a game. The team is really playing well over the last six if you put it all together. What's been your impression so far, what you've seen with the coaching staff? Well, I think they're doing a good job. I really do, and it's been a work in progress. It's a team that started slowly, had a lot of building to do, and uh, you can see them coming along. You mentioned the Giants game. That was a great disappointment, but that happens. But most of the time, they've won the games they've been expected to win, and they've lost the games where you figure they were going to be in for a tough time. So, But I, I think the coaching staff has done a good job. Uh, you just have to be patient. Patient is a word that isn't used very much in these parts because patient is close to passion, and these two often collide. But uh, the, the truth of the matter is they are doing a good job. Final question for you. Why do you think it's so inconsistent of people's thoughts on Jalen? I mean, I had Jimmy Johnson on this week, and Jimmy was like, I'm not so sure. I had another guy who's completely sold. Uh, Mike Golick is completely sold. You talk to whomever, Ross Tucker, he's completely sold on him. Or Brian Baldinger is kind of waffling a little bit on him. Is it just because of the style of play, Merrill, that he has where it's not conventional on moving the yardsticks where he's the most accurate guy, but it's kind of a 2.0 version of what's going on in Baltimore. They win games, okay? Just not like everyone else wins games with a traditional dropback. Is that why it's so inconsistent, the the analysis on Jalen? You know, he really only had one really bad game against the Giants. I think people yeah. are afraid to be wrong. I think it's no more complicated than that. They don't want to say anything and, and see what they say not come true. Uh, I will sit here and tell you I think he's going to be a very, very good quarterback. I think he's growing. He's now started 16 games. Uh, he, he's got – I've, I've read in the newspapers and I've heard commentators say that he doesn't have a very strong arm. He has a very strong arm. His arm strength is above – Average NFL arm strength. He can throw the 20-yard out pattern. Everybody can loop at 70 yards, 60 yards. But he can throw that that 20-yard out pattern. I've seen it do it do it time and time again. I've seen him throw darts to beat the defense and get it to Devontae Smith. He has to work on improving his accuracy in the pocket. There are things that he has to learn. But uh, he he just needs a lot of coaching. He needs to develop in different areas. He's a marvelous athlete. He is every bit a leader. The guys in the locker room, from everything I've been told, revere him. And I I think he's going to be an outstanding quarterback, but it takes patience. You can't go on a quarterback carousel. Those are the teams that lose. You, You hit your wagon to a guy that you think really has a lot going for him. And I will stand here right now, Dan, and tell you, I believe in him. Absolutely here. I need one bit of advice before you go. Okay, help me out on Eagle fans and Philadelphia sports fans. What's the one thing that I need to know not to do? One thing that you shouldn't do? Yeah, one thing that I need to know not to do to Philadelphia fans, Philadelphia sports fans. What's the one thing 
I have to make sure that I don't do or I need to know? Well, they're, they're, you should know that they're great fans. Oh, they you are. You should know that they are absolutely great fans. And smart. Yes, but, but All right, I'll tell you what not to do. Don't tell the old story because it's been told 7,966 times that they once upon a time booed Santa Claus. They are tired of hearing that. That's the one thing you shouldn't do. <laughs> Meryl, Merry Christmas to you. I love you so much, man. Thank you so much for doing this, and I appreciate it. Thank you, Meryl. Thanks, Dan. Take care and stay well. You got it. I appreciate that. Okay, so the booing of Santa Claus you guys hate. Okay, two things came out of that interview that I totally loved. Jason Kelsey belongs on the Mount Rushmore of Philadelphia sports. And don't ever bring up the booing of Santa Claus. <laughs> Saint says Santa was drunk. Oh, my God. Guys, I got a great Santa story. My grandfather told me. Okay, wait a minute. Okay, hang on, Paul. So he just goes like this. Sills, don't, 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 don't bring up. Don't, don't, don't bring up the booing of Santa. Hit the like button. We'll be right back. We'll reset. You keep it here on the National Football Show. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass, free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. The glass is for cocktails, right? It's for this, 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 and that. Is the length of the glass equal to your... You betcha. But is it made out of... Glass? Yo, okay, but is the rim... Smooth? Will you stop doing... That? I'm the professional here. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. All from the company that's highly awarded. Zero cars, zero sugar, and deliciously tasting vodka. So good, it just disappears. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. When it comes to the fight against insurance companies, large corporations, and the healthcare industry, injured victims are always the underdog. But that doesn't worry us. At Messon Associates, we're an injury law firm from Philadelphia, and we come to fight. Our clients know that they've got representation with a chip on its shoulder. And it's the same chip that makes Philly the toughest city in the country. Call 215-568-3500 or visit us online at messalaw.com. Messa & Associates, the toughest injury firm in Philadelphia. 
Go for the midnight dares. Go for the game. Go for the hit. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resorts. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Welcome back, National Football Show, Big Sill. I don't know what it is. Merrill Reese makes me feel good about football, and he just does, man. He brings a smile to my face. I just love listening to people who have been around the game so long. I really do. And I love the advice. Don't bring up the Santa shit, dude. Nobody in Philly likes it. Nobody cares. So what? He got booed. I got to tell you a quick story, and I'll get on. And I, I want to throw a a comment in here on Dak in Washington and Dallas this week. So just so you know that maybe my grandfather must have some Philadelphia blood in him. Okay. So check guys, you're going to love this. So I'm a kid, right? And we're like in Danbury, Connecticut. We're driving by, we're just coming down this road and here's Santa, man. He's ringing this thing. No, we're in Stanford. We're in Stanford, Connecticut. Okay. Yeah, East Camden says Santa deserved it. Wait a minute, Camden. So this guy's ringing the bell. He's got a bucket, you know. My grandfather's driving by. I'm in the car with him, driving by. My grandfather winds the window down. Hey, Santa, get a fucking job. Rolls the window back up. I'm like, Gramp, that's Santa Claus. He goes, no, he's not. He's a bum. I know who he is. He's a bum. And I go, well, wait a minute. I was so devastated. I was a kid. He goes, he goes like this. He goes, hey, he rolled the window down just like this. We had an Impala too, Chevy Impala. Rolls the window down. This is Christmas time. And he's like raising money for like, I think maybe like um, the thing with the bucket, right? Salvation Army. Hey, Santa, get a fucking job. I'm- Here's this little kid here, man. I'm going like my grandfather's swearing at, swearing at. I go, Graham, that was Santa Claus. He goes, no, he ain't. He's a bum. I know who he is. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, man. (laughs) That's the kind of shit there, man. Santa's a bum. He's a snowflake. There you go. (laughs) Santa, because he has a bell, he's a snowflake? Is that what you're saying? Wait a minute. He's Candom. He's a snowflake because he's got a fucking bell. Come on, man. It's the holidays. Show some show some Christmas love. Eagle fans hate that, right? We didn't bo- Who cares we booed him? Guy's a bum. <laughs> I, I don't know why. Hey, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Hey, guys, I don't know why I think that's funny. People in New York and San Francisco would probably be shitting on all over us right now. Okay. They would be shitting all over us. All right. But I, I don't know, man. I, I find that funny. Santa got booed. Hey, shitty presents happen. Right? Santa, hey, I'm looking for a bike and Santa brings me roller skates. I'm going to be pissed. Hey, dude, really? Roller skates? Do I look like a fucking roller skater? Come on, man. JoJo now, too. Santa's a bum. So, wait. 
In Philly, Santa's a bum? Bobby says Santa was drunk with no pants. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Merry Christmas, everyone. God bless you. <laughs> I can. Oh, this is too funny, man. This is too funny. Too. Big Seals, your boy Jimmy Johnson got lit up with snowballs, too. I know you guys pelted him. You guys pelted him. I know you did. Michael Irvin told me, man. Michael Irvin got hurt. You guys booed his ass. What up, Dave? Merry Christmas. Dave. By the way, watch this. Hey, everybody. Merry Christmas. <laughs> How's everybody doing today? Hey, Christmas cheer. How you doing? Yeah, win a game, dog. Hey, see, this is what you do in other cities. Guys, follow me here. Watch this. So what do you think about the Rams in L.A.? Well. You know, little rocky start over the last couple of weeks. They got out to a really nice start. Team's kind of caught up. <sighs> Don't give me a song and dance. What do you think of them? They're soft. Can't you say that? They're not soft. They're just going through a rough patch. A rough patch. Okay, a rough patch. If you're great, you play great all the time. Great teams get beat. But don't get beat up. Okay? <laughs> oh, Bowie Michael Irvin was a sign of respect. That's right, Paul. That's how he looked at it. What did he call it? I think Michael called it a merit badge. Michael goes like this. You want to know when you're somebody in Philly? When they boo your ass. When you boo them. Michael says this, though, guys. Get this. Every time he goes back with the NFL Network... Eagle fans always show him the greatest respect on the planet. No, 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 no. Bob, you may be on to something. The Sixers are a woke and snowflake organization. Oh, hey, I got a question for you. Where the hell did I write that? Oh, I did. I wrote this down here. Who's the best GM in Philly? Howie? Let's see. Moray? Dick Daryl Moray? Fletcher? Dave Dombrowski? Xander yeah, goes Howie. <laughs> Santa. <laughs> Santa. Who's the best GM? Dombrowski, Howie, Moray, or Fletcher? I think it's Daryl Morey. Birdman says, sadly, it's Howie. My boy, Howie? Now, oh, now he's your boy. Yeah, because of Darius Slay. Andy Reid was GM. Yeah, look how that panned out at the end. Bringing Nandi Asamoah and all them fuckers in. Vince Young? Right? Joe Banner. No, no, no. Your best GM was Chip Kelly. You see Chip Kelly maybe going back to Oregon? The only place he truly had any success at. What does that tell you? I did have a 9. Did he have a 10 and 6, 9 and 7 season in Philly? I thought he did. I thought he did. Birdman says no. Big Sills. Maury is not good at what he's done. Yeah, well, because of the whole Ben Simmons deal, right? 
Big Chris says, I liked Vince Young. Yeah, Texas. How he won a Super Bowl in Philly. True. True. Right. East Canham, 10 and Chip Kelly was 10 and 6? Two 10 and 6 seasons? That's shocking, actually. Wow. Two 10 and 6 seasons? I, I think he's going back. I think he's going back to. Um, I think he's going back to Oregon. I do. I think that dude's going back to Oregon. All right. I want to look at some of the games this weekend. This Dallas-Washington game, I'm going to tell you why the Redskins are going to win that game, okay? I'm going to tell you exactly why that team, and then get this. You tell me if it's a pipe dream that the Eagles could still win the NFC East. We'll do all that. Appreciate the way everybody's come aboard. Please hit that like button. We'll be right back. You keep it here on the National Football Show with Big Sills. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass, free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. Glasses for cocktails, right? It's for this, 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 and that. Is the length of the glass equal to your... You betcha. But is it made out of... Glass? Okay, but is the rip... Smooth? Will you stop doing... That? I'm the professional here. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. All from the company that's highly awarded. Zero carbs, zero sugar, and deliciously tasting vodka. So good, it just disappears. of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. When it comes to the fight against insurance companies, large corporations, and the healthcare industry, injured victims are always the underdog. But that doesn't worry us. At Messon Associates, we're an injury law firm from Philadelphia, and we come to fight. Our clients know that they've got representation with a chip on its shoulder. And it's the same chip that makes Philly the toughest city in the country. Call 215-568-3500 or visit us online at messalaw.com. Mesa and Associates, the toughest injury firm in Philadelphia. Go for the midnight tears. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resorts. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. 
two, National Football Show, your boy, Big What did I tell you? What did I tell you, Eagle fans? Russell Wilson never said that shit about not wanting to play in Philly. He addressed it yesterday, never said it. I never commented on anything when it came to playing somewhere else, and nor is my agent. Who reported that? Who wrote that shit in Philly? Who did, really? Again, the same person that probably wrote that Lincoln Riley was going to be the next Eagle coach. Don't ever believe anything like that. Come here to our show. I'll find that shit out. I know people inside the Seattle Seahawks organization, and I know Russell Wilson's agent very well. Those guys don't act like that. They don't do... If they're going to kick up any kind of smoke, they're going to do it in the offseason. They're not going to belittle and undermine anything that's going on for Russell inside that building. That would be undermining him right now. He's trying to finish strong in Seattle. It made it so that he wanted to even come out and say, I'm finishing my deal. By the way, do you know what that is? And here, guys, I'll tell you something else, too. He says he's going to conclude his contract to Seattle, which runs through the 2023 season. This plays into you perfectly. Watch. You want to give Jalen Hurts another season? Great. Bring him back with the intention of going after Russell if you need to. Who knows? Russell Wilson, like Xander says, may actually really suck by then. Not now he doesn't. I can promise you that. But he may actually be something that you don't want to really give too many first-rounders. And you know what else it does? It gives you this ability to take those three first-rounders, cut them in half, and make them into multiple first-rounders. Trade out of the first round. You could have draft choices for the next three years, multiple picks in the first round if you do this right. If the Philadelphia Eagles continue on this trend, Cap space, multiple picks in the first round. All Wentz, get this, guys. All Wentz has to do is play the first half this weekend. All he has to do is play the first half. You get that pick now as a one. So this thing is happening. They're still in the conversation in the AFC playoffs. So, I mean, you could build the future of this team on the back of Jalen Hurts. And do you know what to Jalen's importance to the Eagles could be this. You gave them that stopgap guy and that bridge quarterback to potentially the guy who may be the signal caller in two years or may be your future or the fact that you may have the guy and multiple picks. Holy shit, you're going to be the Patriots and Seattle like they were when they built their mini dynasties. Well, the one in New England wasn't a mini dynasty. Matt Hatter says 10 plays. Okay, great. That's right, Wick. Thank you, Wentz. Hey, thank you, Wentz. You didn't suck this year. That's right, Andrew. Bank that. Hey, I want to bank both of them. Don't waste your draft. Now, it's a pretty good draft class for defensive players this year. I'd love to have that Aiden Hutchinson guy rushing the end for the Eagles, wouldn't you? Hey, and by the way, 
I had no idea that Jordan Davis from Georgia was 6'6", 350 pounds. Can you imagine having Jordan Mulata at 380 and Jordan Davis at 350 pounds at 6'6"? You'd have the biggest team in the league next to the Patriots. You know, that's one thing the Patriots are. They're enormous. You know who else is? Carolina. Bill Belichick has the biggest team in the league. That football team. I, I, I was on the field a couple years ago with the Patriots. I don't think there's a guy under 6'3 on that team. They are fucking huge in the lines. Both sides of the table, man. They're enormous. Ken, that guy, I didn't know. I thought he was more of a 6'2 dude. He's 6'6". That kid, dude, that's one of the biggest All-American um, defensive lines I've ever seen. The All-American team, I voted on it, just came out. Every guy on that defensive line is over 6'5". I would, I would bank those, man. Split them up. Make them into multiple picks. And then maybe if you go after, watch this. Okay, do you want Jimmy Garoppolo as your quarterback? In the offseason? Not really. Is Aaron Rodgers going to Philly? No. He's either going to go to Pittsburgh or stay in Green Bay. And for the record, why would I go to Pittsburgh? If you're Aaron Rodgers, isn't where you are right now the best place? Where, where are you really? Denver? New York? New York? They're going to fire their GM and coach. Dave Gettleman had four years to build an old line, and he couldn't do it. Chris says, I'd take Jimmy G. Man, he's good. He just, dude, do you want another Carson Wentz 2.0? See, I don't want dudes that get hurt because availability has to be part of the evaluation, right? Durability and availability, man. That's important to the asset of bringing a guy like that in. He's got to be able to play, man. Eastside says Ben was fighting for his life last night. Dude, he was. Get this. I That's the worst Pittsburgh defense I think I've read since 1954. Have you ever seen... A Pittsburgh defense destroyed like that on the run. Dalvin Cook, what, what did he go for, 205? He was crushing them last night. I don't know why. Hey, by the way, you know how – guys, great point there too. Hey, Eastside Monster, doesn't that remind you of the Giant game? Why did Minnesota start throwing the ball in the second half? You were killing Pittsburgh on the ground. Dalvin Cook should have had 500 yards rushing last night. They got away from him. Why? That situational play calling affects so many coordinators. They can't get it out of their blood, especially the guys that love to throw the ball. You have got to have a signal caller in the building that goes away from the play calling. You know what makes Brady and Aaron Rodgers so great? If there's a play that comes in, they, those guys want to run the ball, man. They want to run the ball. Because they know it sets up play action and everything else. Dan, what was your prediction on the Eagles after 2020 season? Oh, I thought they'd win only three games. 
Hey, hey, Xander, I missed that. Can you please throw that up there? Big Sills, I've been watching you for a while, bro. I saw the Steelers GM interview back in the summer. Thank you, Birdman. Appreciate it, brother. Kevin Colbert's a dear friend of mine. Did I ever tell you that story about the Lions, how I know him? I know I showed you this before, right? Hey, dude, oh, my God. Mike Zimmer as the Eagles DC, you'd be awful lucky to get that. So you guys know I told you I played for the Lions. Here's one of my paychecks. And I know that I told you guys this. I think I told some of you this. Kevin Colbert, Ron Hughes, and Rick Spielman, who's the general manager of the Vikings, are in the room. They go like this, go into Wayne Fonts, Sills. Go into Wayne Fonts. We don't want you cut. Lamar Leachman, who coached Lawrence Taylor and Jim Burt in New York and won those Super Bowls with Belichick, he was my D-line coach. He goes, please go in there. I go, I'm not begging this fucker, man. This guy either wants me or he doesn't. What was that check for? Matt Adder. I was for 10 grand. I don't know what that thing was. Maybe it was a paycheck or some shit. I don't know. Um, oh, it was a bonus I made. Yeah, get this. I played in four games. I got a $10,000 bonus. Every 10 games, I got an extra 10 grand or something. I don't know. So I had to go in there. Wayne, Wayne, he kept me around for like four weeks. Then he comes back years later, tells my wife, I was the biggest mistake, one of my biggest mistakes letting Dan go. My wife goes, fuck him. Right there at a Buccaneer alumni. I looked over at my wife. That's why I married her, and I'm with her 33 years. She looked over at... Wayne Fonts, as soon as he got up, walked out, she goes, fuck that guy. <laughs> yes, Big Chris. Barry Sanders was a teammate of mine. Yes, he was. He wanted a $140 watch that I had that I got from Costco. So I took it off my wrist and gave it to him. I said, really? You make $5 million a year, guy. Okay? You make $5 million a year. He goes, oh, no, no, I don't. That money all goes in the bank. You know, he lived off of $35,000 a year. All his bills were paid for, but he did not live like that, man. He didn't have watches, no jewelry. He goes, I need a watch. I go, here. He goes, you sure? I go, yeah, take this thing. It's a, I, I paid 150 bucks for it. It's yours. Yeah, and he took it. I was like, dude, I, that's a – he goes, you sure, man? Here's 100 I go, no, 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 no. Don't worry about it. Yeah, but, but yeah, Matt Hatter, but he made $5 million. <laughs> He didn't have anything. He didn't have anything on, man. No necklace, no shit. He goes, man, that's a nice one. I go, dude, you want it? Cheers. Most humble guy I've ever been around. And easily one of the most talented people I've ever in my entire life um, have ever said that. He is a prince of a guy. Oh, God. You know where his Heisman Trophy is? He bought, like, um, some grocery stores in Oklahoma City. I think they're in, like, their parents' um, Grocery store now. I think it's Heisman Trophies there. What's your top three running backs of all time, Big Sills? Now, can I do the ones that I played against? Because if I do the ones that are all time, I never got a chance to see them. And I'll do both, okay? The three best running backs I ever played against were Bo Jackson, Eric Dickerson, Bo Jackson, Eric Dickerson. And Herschel Walker. 
Herschel was a teammate, but I did play against him. Bo Jackson was the most incredible athlete I've ever been around. I've never seen anything like that. Guys, you had to be like Bo. Remember those old Nike commercials? Bo Jackson was a freak show. I've never in my entire life ever seen anything like that. He's the most gifted athlete I've ever seen. 6'3", 240, ran nine flat 100-meter. I mean, it was freak show stuff. Wow. Hey, Wick, you want to know what, though? Miami played them in the very first kickoff classic. We beat the shit out of him. We held him to 17 yards rushing. Bo knows, right, Chris? Okay, here's the all-time. Here's my all-time running backs list. Yeah, I think you're probably going to be shocked. All-time. Jim Brown's on that list. My uncle told me, the guy right here who played against him, when Jim Brown hit you, it was like listening to the whistles on a train hitting you. And he played against those Browns teams with Jim Brown every year, sometimes in championship games. And Andy would say, "There's I've never seen anything like Jim Brown and nobody's ever seen anything like him. You know, Chris, I was going to say sweetness because I played against Walter Payton in his final game at Tampa Stadium in 1987. His final year was 1987. And he was a shell of himself, you know, and he wasn't really the same. So when I played against Walter, it was a different Walter, you know. You could put Walter in that con. I played against Earl Campbell too, but those guys were kind of, you know, they were all beat up and it was they were toast. I mean, Earl, when I hit Earl, I was like this. That's not Earl Campbell. That used to be Earl Campbell. That's just his body. But that ain't Earl. But I, hey, let me tell you a sweetness story. Hey, watch this, guys. So final game. This is my you're gonna love this. You're going to love this. So my very first game as an NFL guy, Summerall and Madden are calling the game for CBS. My grandfather's like this. Holy shit, this guy gets the big crew. Pat Summerall. And John Madden's going like this. There he is. There he is. You see that guy right there? That kid Cilio. See him right there? See that guy right there? That guy right there was a Miami Hurricane on Friday. Now he's playing against the Chicago Bears on Sunday. That's exactly how it went down. I went into the supplemental draft on Saturday. That's Sunday. I Get this, guys. I had a college helmet on Friday, and Sunday I was wearing an NFL helmet, and I was playing against Walter Payton and the Bears and Jim McMahon. Yeah, <laughs> I'm going like this. What the hell's going on here? Oh, I was so in over my head. Oh, I was way over my rails. So I, I didn't even know the fucking playbook. Gail Sayers was special, dude. Gail Sayers is like Barry, okay? I had no idea about the playbook. I, just, I, I barely had my wrist tape. Ray Perkins goes like this. Cilio, get in. I was like, what? I don't even know the fucking plays, coach. Get in. There I come running out. There's Walter Pay. I'm going, holy shit. There's Walter Payton and Jim McMahon. Holy fuck, look at over there, man. There's Steve McMichael and there's Richard Dent. There's, there's, 
Holy cow, there's Mike Ditka. Tampa Stadium, the sombrero. I'm fucking sitting in there, and I'm going like this. I can't believe I'm right here. They run a wham play on me. Yeah, that was Tampa. That was Tampa, Stone. They ran a wham play on me. Center goes away. Guard goes away. I went like this. Here comes Walter Payton. Boom! You know those wobbles, those, those weebles that used to wobble? I threw up in my fucking mask. <laughs> Everyone starts going, oh. It seriously, was like a, it was like a scene out of any given Sunday. I'm like, God, thank God it's third down. Irv Randall, um, Randall, Randall's brother, John Randall's brother comes over and goes, bro, it's second down. And I went, oh, shit. They ran the same fucking play on me. Bam! I come walking off the field like this, man. (laughs) And wait a minute. It gets better. It gets better. So I sit down. The trainer comes over to me. And he goes, Cilio. Cilio. You all right? I I said, God damn. I like grapes in my salad. Man, I really like grapes. And everyone's like, you better sit a couple plays out, son. <laughs> I was like, grapes in my salad? What are you crazy? <laughs> they were telling me I was talking about having grapes in my salad. I said, man, I like grapes in my salad, man. I'm sitting here walking around like I was doing the Texas two-step. <laughs> hey, man. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm walking around like this going like, Hey, I like grapes in my salad. <laughs> oh, man, that's back in the day, dog, when you didn't take plays off. You were back in there, man. That Those were called stingers. <laughs> I like grapes in my salad. Yeah, man, I like grapes in my salad, man. The trainer goes, what? <laughs> uh, uh, smelling salts, Chris, are you kidding me? Shit, man, you had those on the sidelines all the time back in the day. All right, here. Let me get into Dallas here. This is why the Dallas Cowboys are going to lose to Washington. And, guys, I want to do this. Here. Let's go here. I just bullshit sometimes, don't I? Hey, stop me sometimes if my this, – hey, this is the one thing that we get to do on this platform – if I get too fucking boring, just tell me. Because, you know, hey, you know what my wife used to do? My wife used to do this. If I was talking about something on the radio, my wife would text me. And in the middle, I'd go like this. I'd reading. And my producer one time asked me, well, what would your wife say? She goes, boring. <laughs> boring. I'm like, okay. All right, all right. Okay, here we go. Watch this here. So Dallas is going into this game eight and four, right? Washington six and six. The Eagles are six and seven, correct? With the bye this week. Dallas loses eight and five. Washington is seven and six. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. And you're six and seven. You're two games back. Okay? 
Say Dallas wins. They go to nine and five. We beat Washington. They're seven and seven. We're seven and seven. They have to play Washington again. Dallas is going to drop another one. They're going to drop two games on the way out the door. I'm telling you. That game at the end of the year might be for the NFC East if you win your games out. Am I wrong? Or am I looking for grapes in my salad here? Okay? No, not my wife, brother. My wife's never boring. Okay? (laughs) My aunt asks me every night after she calls me, you're getting dinner tonight, right? Just so you know. (laughs) Right? Hey, just so you know, Ron Rivera has carjackers playing at the high level for 60 minutes. Bro, he has really got that team playing great. Hey, New Zealand Philly, dude, I love you guys down under. How you doing, mate? They play Arizona also. Oh, the Cowboys play Arizona? Washington is 6-6, and right. They're going to beat Dallas, though. They're going to beat Dallas, I'm telling you guys. And by the way, here's why. Tony Pollard is not going to play, in my opinion. And if he does, he's banged up. This guy's got a foot injury. Zeke looks like shit right now. Dude, I, I'm, I'm not sold that Dallas is in good shape. That old line is banged up. Dak's playing mediocre. The wide receivers are getting ripped by the owner. You got a proclamation by the head coach saying, we're going to win. Hey, shut up, dude. I don't need you to bark that shit and put up wallpaper for people to sit there and fill their walls with it saying that we're going to win. We got to cash those checks. Shut up, dude. Right? And Lamar, I'm with you, man. They got Dallas's number, man. Washington's a physical team. And the two things that you're going to get if you're Dallas, the two teams that they still have to face, get this. Dallas still has to play Philadelphia, and they got to play Washington twice. Dude, you're gonna get, you're gonna get a mouthful in those games. You better be prepared to run the rock, man. General McCarthy, yeah, I guarantee to win. I shall return. The Philippines, I shall return. Hey, man, Army Navy, how you doing? Right there, you go, Army Navy. That's good. Maybe I should send this football. To General Mike. That's what we, hey, guys, that's what we should start calling Mike McCarthy. General Mike. General Mike McCarthy. But the only thing I look at General Mike McCarthy, he reminds me one of those generals that were pulling out of Afghanistan. (laughs) A little different than those guys like Patton and um, General Douglas MacArthur and all them dudes, right? Patton and those guys. Man, we don't retreat. What's wrong with you people? I won't stand for goddamn cowards in my army. We won't have cowards. Get them out of here. <laughs> I love that scene. He slaps that turd in the helmet. Well, sir, I... Sir, I... You're just a goddamn coward. you're just a goddamn coward you may you may get killed 
but you're going to the front. <laughs> you may get killed. Okay? Shut up! <laughs> he slaps him in the, I fucking love that. I play that movie all the time. The opening scene, wade into them. Wade into them. Spill their blood. Oh, man. I used to watch that movie before I played a football game. Oh, man. I used to watch that movie. Jimmy Johnson loves that movie, too. Oh, man. I love that movie. Grab them by the... Well, when you had your friend's face, it was his friend, and his face is gone, you'll know what to do. Oh, man, I love that movie. Hey, Paul, that movie fires me up, man. Jimmy used to like to take us to blood and gut movies. He wanted to see heads roll and faces blown off. He thought it got us in a mood. Dude, you know it took me 30 years to stop being like that? I love Patton. Oh, that movie's so fucking great. You know what sucks how he died? The guy died in a car accident. Oh, George C. Scott was awesome. God, I love that movie, man. Especially during military week and shit like that. You're playing that movie. Wade into them. Spill their blood. Yeah, it talks about winning. Big league ball player. Oh, I love that shit. That's how I look at going into a game. Every football team that goes into a football game has got to think like a unit, like a team, like you're going to desert. You're just going to absolutely just destroy those teams. I tell my daughter this all the time. She goes, yeah, my daughter, I'm still working on that. Andrew goes, you mean you stopped? Andrew, you want to hear something crazy? You want to hear something crazy? You know, still to this day, if there's a fumble on the ground, I don't know why I do this, but I go like this. My wife would go, please. <laughs> it was just the coaches beating that into us. And I'm in my 50s, late 50s, and I'm going like, I still do that shit. Ball! Oh, oh no, no, no. Damn with <laughs> sipping. <laughs> right? Fumble Ruski. Oh, they played that on us. Don't worry. We still won that national title. Nebraska tried that shit. <laughs> I'm scaring the pup now. <laughs> Sorry, dude. Yeah. Sorry, man. Yeah. So, I th hey, listen, I think Dallas, I think the Cowboys, man, I think they get beat. I think they're in for a tough, tough road. All right. I want to take a look at some of the games that are on Sunday. There's some pretty huge ones, too. Okay. Some pretty huge games that impact the Eagles and the seeding in the NFC playoff race. We'll do that. Please hit the like button. You guys are special, man. Thank you so much on this Football Friday. You keep it right here on the National Football Show. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass, free. 
What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. Glasses for cocktails, right? It's for this, 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 and that. Is the length of the glass equal to your... You betcha. But is it made out of... Glass? Okay, but is the rip... Smooth? Will you stop doing... That? I'm the professional here. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. All from the company that's highly awarded. Zero cars, zero sugar, and deliciously tasting vodka. So good, it just disappears. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. When it comes to the fight against insurance companies, large corporations, and the healthcare industry, injured victims are always the underdog. But that doesn't worry us. At Messon Associates, we're an injury law firm from Philadelphia, and we come to fight. Our clients know that they've got representation with a chip on its shoulder. And it's the same chip that makes Philly the toughest city in the country. Call 215-568-3500 or visit us online at messalaw.com. Mesa and Associates, the toughest injury firm in Philadelphia. Go for the midnight tears. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Big Seals National Football Show. Eastside Monster. This guy's like an elephant. Seals, you're four minutes late. You owe us four minutes. Oh. Aren't you in the holiday spirit, bro? Can't you give a brother a break, man? Holy shit, dude. <laughs> oh, okay. Agreed. Wasted my t- Oh, all right. All right. All right. Holy on to me. It's no pleasing you people, man. Oy. Good night. Yeah, Xander's like, I had to wait around here for four minutes. You know, I got better things to do, too, Celio. The hell you think I'm on Celio time? You think I'm on Big Sills time? Tough room. (laughs) Hey, no wonder Carson Wentz started crying. Treat me like shit. I can't play here anymore. No wonder Ben Simmons is a freak show now. I can't go out there. They talk poorly of me. <laughs> poorly. <laughs> Instead of talking shit on you, they're, they, they, people in Philadelphia are really mean. <laughs> people in Philly are really mean. They, they, 
they hurt my feelings last year. They're, what was the word? Blunt. <laughs> no, 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 bro. You missed smoking blunts. Okay? No, no. Smoking blunts. That, that's good. Philly blunt? What the fuck you think it came from? Where are you going here? Xander's like, yeah, you wasted four minutes of my life that I can't get back, silly. What the hell? You, where, where are we going here? Man. All right, all right, all right. Hey, no, hey, South Philly T, I'm your guy now. But if I keep showing up late, eh, you know, there's going to be a price to pay. And you know what? Hey, watch this, too. The Krauses are totally 1,000% Philadelphia. Watch this. Sales, I love you. But I'll just talk about it. I won't talk about anybody that's been kind of like let go or anything, but I'll just say this. I love you, man, but. You know, things are things. And you know where I'm going. Uh, no. Bring your playbook, bitch. <laughs> you never want to hear this in broadcasting or in football. Love you. Oh, you're like, oh, shit. The two, the, the, well, hear the words. Different direction. What else? We love you. You never start out with people that are doing it. Hey, man, we really love you, man. We want to talk about doing something down the road here. That's how those – but when you hear this, hey, man, um, do, do you mind if we have a conversation sometime this week? Yeah, I do. I'm busy. <laughs> yeah, I always do this. Yeah, I'm busy. Well, you're going to need to make time. Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> wait, wait. <laughs> Alexander, that middle guy, oh, I see how it's done in Philly now. As soon as that, it's like the guy in Indianapolis, right? Hang on for a sec. It's like, the, hey, wait a minute. It's like the guy in Philly that was in Philly, now he's in Indy. No names needed, you know. Guy changed his number. He's in Indianapolis right now, that guy. And the only reason I give a shit about him is because he needs to play 10 plays this weekend so that thing turns into a first-rounder for the Eagles and Howie. It's the only reason. It's the only reason. Hey, Carl. Carl goes getting fired. Carl, in my life, I can never say no to that one. <laughs> okay? <laughs> hey, Chris, kiss my ass, man. Dock him 10 likes because I'm late. Oy vey, you guys are too much, man. Xander, just fill in next time. Xander doesn't do that shit. He does this. Here, I'll show you. There's a guy in my family. His name is Six Fingers Luigi. Are you ready? You know what he's doing? He's giving you four minutes to get in that hole. I used to ask my uncle Six Fingers Luigi. What do you do for a living? He goes, hey, I'm an insurance. Insurance? Yeah. What insurance company do you work for? Ah, the Vinnie Gumbats Insurance Company. Why four minutes? You got four minutes to get in that hole. <laughs> hey, you got four minutes to get in that hole. I go, you work for the insurance company? He goes, yeah, I cancel policies. Hey. <laughs> Six Fingers Luigi. 
<laughs> oh, man. Yeah. All right, let's take a look at some of these games. So, I think, listen, I think the game of the week is going to be that cardinal Ram game on Monday night. But I do think, Dan, you make Xander's job easy. I don't know how to answer that. Xander makes my job easy, actually. Okay? Oh, my, wait a minute. Wait a minute. One thing I learned about both Krauses, don't throw any praise at them. They fucking hate that. Uh, thank you very much. And, you know, it's really don't, – don't, don't, don't do that. They can't they – they can't – they can't – they can't take – they can't take somebody throwing rose petals at them. Especially Xander. He can't take it. Okay, he, he just can't – hey, he can't take it. Xander, you're really – shut up, Cilio. I don't want to fucking hear it. Give me a break, okay? Oi, okay? Like, he'll go like you – know, he'll go like this to me. Nice job. I'm sorry, what'd you say? And then, what do you want me to do? I said it already twice. Oh, okay. Nice show? Yeah, what do you want? What do you want? Rainbows? Fuck out of here. I'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah you know the only way to get to him is roll tide by the way his boy Bryce Young let me tell you this man at the Alabama campus next year so he just won the Maxwell award and he was just voted like player of the year Bryce Young bro I'm wearing my Heisman trophy I'm wearing my national championship I'm wearing everything that I possibly can and do you know the amount of tail that I'm going to get at Alabama? It goes Bryce. Hey, that, see, he's a humble kid, though. Me, I'm not so humble. They'd be going like this. Suze, you won the Heisman. That's right, honey. How you doing? Go to a pizzeria named Big Sills Pizzeria. Flat crust. Only way to eat it is flat crust. Come here, honey. How you doing, man? They got a jacuzzi in my dorm room. <laughs> you live in a dorm still? Yeah, it's been modified. It looks like uh, back to school, you know? You know, it looks, it, it looks like that back to school dorm. You know, you had like a, you know, Rodney Dangerfield come in there and like fix it all up and shit, right? Had lounge chairs. Sills, is black your favorite color? Absolutely. Black and red. You know why? Because those are killer colors. Absolutely. Black and red, power colors, killer colors. You never see Big Sills in a yellow. Hey, know this. You'll never see Big Sills in a yellow shirt, like, ever. My grandfather, he, he, he so my, I think even though my grandmother or my aunt bought a yellow toothbrush, my grandfather goes like this. Who the hell uses a yellow toothbrush? A yellow toothbrush? Look at this. My grandfather refused to use it. It was a yellow toothbrush. I'm laughing so fucking Look at this. It's a yellow toothbrush. Don't buy me anything yellow like that. Look at this. It's a My grandfather refused to use a yellow toothbrush. Nothing yellow. This guy was man's man, dude. Look at this thing. It's a yellow toothbrush. Do I wear white? Sometimes makes me look a little heavier. <laughs> oh man. 
I want a Big Seals pizza franchise. No doubt. Me too, dog. Put it right there in Philly, man. Thin crust. Holy shit, man. I love I love pizzeria, man. We had, we had a thing at Stanford called Colonies. By the way, man, Portnoy gave it like an 8.5 or a 9. It was right down the bottom of the hill where I lived in the Cove in Stanford, man. It was one of the absolute best pizza places I've ever been to. Oh, my God. I My Uncle Richard used to buy 15 of those things. We all sit around eating them. It's crazy. It was crazy great. Um, I do think this 49ers game is going to be is going to be pretty big. Okay? I do. I think this 49ers game is going to be pretty big and they're taking on the Bengals. I'll tell you something, man. There's no question since they put back in Jimmy Garoppolo, Jimmy Garoppolo has started winning some ball games for Kyle Shanahan. Kyle Shanahan's got to win some games. That's a big game. Keep an eyeball on that one. You know what I love about San San Francisco? San Francisco has become a power running team again, and they figured it out. Let's not throw the ball. Really, Saint? You think Cincinnati? I do love Joe Burrow, man. Okay, I do love Joe Burrow, but boy, the way they run the ball, and it really doesn't matter too, right? It really doesn't matter who the running backs are in San Fran. They'll just find another dude. Holy cow, I think I got Ajita today. I didn't cuss at anybody. I don't know if any of you know who Ajit is. 49ers Bengals, a good matchup in San Fran. Paul, I love that matchup. I do, man. I love that. You guys know what Ajit is? Brioshki, you know, taking Brioshki with the Ajit. It's an Italian thing. I don't know if you know. It's all good. Hey, by the way, um, are you guys getting sold on Tua? Hey, Matt Hatter, Dalvin Cook was special. Special. Way to go, Big Chris. He was special last night. How about the way Tua's been playing? (laughs) Hey, Cole, you got a stopwatch on me or something? Oi. Holy Christ. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Okay, so I'm not going to narc anybody out, but I did a show before, and I saw a guy stop 10 minutes before. Hey, and Xander's like, hey, you know, you fucking, what the hell? (laughs) Um, Okay, guys are holding me to it. If you got hey, if you guys are holding me to it, how could I not? Italians everywhere. Timothy says two is getting lucky. I don't know, dog. He's won an awful lot of games. They're now six and seven. And didn't you think the Dolphins were horseshit? I thought the Dolphins were pretty much done. Lou says New England is the team that really has it together. They do. They do, man. They ran the ball the way they did. Hey, and how about this, too? Sean McDermott was going, it's not Bill. It's not Bill. We're tough. And you're like, Hoss, you just got paddled in front of about 20 million people. 
your football team was at home and they got the shit pushed in. I mean, what do you mean? We're tough. You didn't look it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I mean, Bill. Really? It wasn't all Bill Belichick. What was it? They threw the ball three freaking times, guy. It wasn't like an array of plays and like some John Gruden playbook. This guy ran the same play 10 times at you. Same play. What was it then? Really, man, you got your shit pushed in. And he's like, it's not Bill. (laughs) Oh, my God. Sills never takes plays off, Junior. Don't ever say that. Big Sills never takes plays off. (laughs) Right, Daryl? We don't take plays off, man. <laughs> ah, let me take a timeout. All right, man. I got. It looks like I got to run through the tape today. Jesus, criminy. Four minutes. You're holding me. T- all right, all right. Jesus, Christ. Let's take a timeout here on the National Football Show. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass, free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. Glasses for cocktails, right? It's for this, 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 and that. Is the length of the glass equal to your... You betcha. But is it made out of... Glass? Okay, but is the rip... Smooth? Will you stop doing... That? I'm the professional here. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. All from the company that's highly awarded. Zero cars, zero sugar, and deliciously tasting vodka. So good, it just disappears. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. When it comes to the fight against insurance companies, large corporations, and the healthcare industry, injured victims are always the underdog. But that doesn't worry us. At Messon Associates, we're an injury law firm from Philadelphia, and we come to fight. Our clients know that they've got representation with a chip on its shoulder. And it's the same chip that makes Philly the toughest city in the country. Call 215-568-3500 or visit us online at messalaw.com. Mesa and Associates, the toughest injury firm in Philadelphia. Go for the midnight tears. Go for the game. 
Go for the hit. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. National Football Show, Dan Cilio. Hey, before I get to, uh, I found some cool stuff. And get this, I, I have so much shit in this house. This is crazy. So you want to know how Xander plays me just now? Hey, we'll go to six if you want. And, you know, if you you know don't want to go past, you know, it's all good. Fuck that. What are you crazy? You know they're holding me to this. Hold on for a minute. No, 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 you no. Know, you, you, know, you know I have to now. What are you, crazy? Don't talk to me like that, like I'm dumb, Xander. You know better than that. These guys are holding me to this. Oy. They shot. Wait a minute now. I got people that are saying on here, hey, listen, I rush home to watch the guy. Okay, I'm not going to be like people who just look like this. They're, Fuck it. You know what? It's only four minutes. Hey, man. No way. So look at this shit. I, I'm, I'm just, I don't even know why I did this. So I, gotta, I found, look at these pictures. I don't know if you like this. Look at this. I should sign some of these and send them to you guys. I don't care. If, that sounds so conceited, didn't it? I'm so sorry. I sound like I'm some Hollywood turd. But look at this. I believe that's the Lions, is it? It is. It's me playing against Detroit. See that guy, Kevin Glover? He was my um, teammate when I was at Maryland my freshman year. That's me at the old Sombrero. It's the same pictures. I got a whole shitload of them. I just found them. <laughs> Very, hey, I know, man. It sounds terrible. Look at this. But check this out, too. So I didn't play in the game, obviously, but the 2000. Two, Rose Bowl, this is that the Hurricanes won the national championship, and it's considered the greatest football team of all time. They destroyed a Nebraska team. They destroyed a Nebraska team that day. I gotta, I'm going to post that because all Hurricane fans will start, they'll start um, Googling all over that stuff. Eastside Monster says, Big Seals, I'm so sorry. It's that Cali life, bro. Oh. God, trust me. My daughter gets out of um, Grand Canyon University. I'll be in the Keys. Thank you. And I'll burn the boats. Washington carjackers. Hollywood turd smells coming through. (laughs) Of course, Xander highlights that. Oy vey. How you doing? You know, I got suspended for saying Oive once on the air in Miami. I just got, yeah, they wanted me off the air so bad down there. They were just making anything up because I was calling people out like I always do. You imagine me on the radio? What you see here is how I am on the radio. Nothing different. I'll tell it like it is. If I see something shitty, I'll call you out on it. Like your boy, Ben Simmons, that guy's an embarrassment to your city. How is he still in your city? I would have his locker next to the shit house. 
not next to the rest of the team like Embiid. I'd, I'd have him out of my locker room. I wouldn't want to see him. I would make his life so miserable because he's made my life miserable. Nobody deserves to see that guy. And when you put money down for a Sixer game, you're paying some of that guy's salary. That makes me throw up. No, hey, smile. I'm not done, man. I've got some minutes to do here. It's like I'm like like I was tardy for homeroom. Okay. Okay. <laughs> it, it was like I'm tardy for homeroom, right? Yeah, dude. I think this Dallas team is gonna have some issues, man. Hold on here. Look at look at look at look at Carjacker. We love you anyway. <laughs> Even if you're a left coast ash flake. Bro, I'm not from here. Are you kidding me? I'm not from this shithole. Are you kidding me? Hey, you know what? Watch this. California's great to look at, but the people that run it are communist. Okay? Oh, Cole. Simmons is the uh, opposite of mama mentality. No, no, no. You almost got it right, Cole. Simmons is mama boys mentality. That's a mama's boy. Yes, sir. Why can't mom? They're hollering at me. They're hollering at me and I can't take it in Philly. They're shitting all over me. Son, you make $28 million a year. Well, it's really awful to live there. Wait, 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 wait. You make $30 million a year, kid. I don't give a shit where it is. You're making $30 million a year. You should just shut your hole and go play. Okay? <laughs> oh, man, you know, I, just, I can't take it. What do you mean you can't take what? Then stop taking their money. Stop taking their money, man. Right? Don't you like the way Xander played that? Guys, he played it really good. Sills, bring on Mike Frances as a guest. Uh, dude, he's such a dick. I hate that guy. So here, here's a Mike Francesa story for you. So I'm in the uh I'm in the lavatory lavatory. I'm in the I'm in the crapper, New Orleans. He comes walking in. <laughs> Just like that. I'm sitting there and I'm washing my hands. I know who he is. Looks over at me, he goes, Hey, how you doing? Mike Francesa. I go. Yeah, okay. Well, I think he was expecting me to shake hands in the shit house. Never shake hands in the shit house with a dude. You don't shake hands. Okay? You just don't. You don't shake hands in the toilet. You know, there's a, there's two places you don't talk. At church and in the toilet. Right? Every man knows you don't talk in church when you're getting communion and you don't talk in the shit house. Okay? Facts, right? I mean, you can walk into a men's bathroom and it's the most silent place you've ever been in. You're mumbling. Like you're taking communion. Right? Like you're taking communion. And, 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 and right? Right? So he goes, hey, Mike Francesa. He stuck his hand out. I'm like, Mike, you know. Uh, he, he thought I was rude because I'm like, I'm in the shit house. 
I don't, I don't, I don't shake hands with anybody in the toilet. I mean, it's weird. So he starts talking. He goes, yeah, um, y- you are. I go, uh, Dan Silio goes, oh, <laughs> he's like this. Oh, and I'm like, okay. That's usually the, oh, you should have seen the Krause, the Krauses too. Silio coming on our channel. Yeah, sounds like a great idea. <laughs> uh, a wonderful idea. <laughs> now we're boys, but at first it's like, yeah, no, yeah, that, yeah, sounds good. Woo, yeah, holy cow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, um, yeah. <laughs> no, 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 Jeremiah, I got another four minutes here. Hold on here. No way. Hey, that a boy. Thanks for coming on my radio show last night. That was really cool of you, man. Thank you so much. <laughs> oh, thank you, man. Timothy, Merrill Reese. Well, I've seen it before, but I've never seen anyone like Jason Kelsey. He is the best center in the history of the Philadelphia Eagles. No question about it. I would make the point to you, Dan. Now, I don't know if you've heard this before. I may have said this before on your show. But the way the team is responding to Jalen, he's got a big arm. You know, people think he doesn't. But he has a big arm. And I think he can be a productive pro. Absolutely. Gardner Minshew did everything asked of him. Came in, played well. Now, mind you, it was the Jets. Mind you of that. It was the Jets. There you go, Chris. Now, see, Chris is the dick of the group. Not mocking him. I love him. Worst ever. Cole? Yes. <laughs> can't do Merrill that you can't you you can't imitate Merrill right I got you brother it's all good man never mock that guy no way here here's here's people I mock Francesa because he craps on people I don't like anybody who treats people poorly you know they think they're better than other folk I don't like those people as a matter of fact big sales beats up on bullies I don't like bullies. I'm a bully in a game situation. Okay. Uh-huh. Wait a minute. 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 Xander says that he's had enough of me. So, hey, guys, listen, have yourselves a great weekend. There's no question about it. I think the Dallas Cowboys are going to get beat by Washington. That's going to be the game to keep an eyeball on. I guarantee, watch this. I think Washington beats Dallas by 10 points. So keep that in the back of your mind. Gary Cobb will join us on Monday. Seth Joyner will join us on Tuesday. Should be an interesting Army-Navy game. It always is. Make sure you salute our country by watching that game. It's one of the truly greatest games that we have. And, guys, I can't thank you enough. Please hit that like button on the way out. We love you so much, man. Another spectacular week. 
We so appreciate it. Till Monday, 4 to 6 Eastern time. We shall see you on the flip side. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.